What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Potter Podcast, where you will find knowledge, resources, and information on everything real estate related. We are happy to have you join us today. And without further ado, let's jump into our topic and discussion for today. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Potter Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I hope you are doing well. And I hope you are safe in uh, this crazy time right now as we go through COVID-19. Um, but I wanted to get into a question that I get asked a lot about. So let's get into this because uh, there's a lot of things that I want to touch on this. So the question is, uh, when you're listing a house, you charge 6%. Uh, what do you actually do to earn that 6%? Let's get into this question and uh, let's dive in real quick and talk about all the different things that come along with this. All right, guys. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, I wanted to discuss uh, this question with you because I think it gets brought up a lot. Um, and I think uh, you deserve as an audience, as a client, as everyone out there to um, get a defined answer to this as we go through uh, this question. And the question is, um, you know, you charge 6% for listing a house, right? And these other agents charge 6%. What do you actually do to earn that 6%? I think that's a fair question. Um, I think it's a good question to ask. And uh, I think your realtor should have a good answer to answer that question for you. Um, and let me just start with this. Um, as I've got older and uh, as I've began to go about through life, um, there's a couple things that I've realized, right, as I've been getting older. And um, one of those things is you get what you pay for. Um, and, and I don't mean that to be ignorant or rude or arrogant or anything like that. Um, but really, as I think about my life, like there's a lot of things um, that I pay more for um, nowadays, right? Like I pay more for better clothing than I did back when I was in high school or college or um, even earlier in my day um, than I do now. Why? Because I believe in a brand or a quality that is better, that's going to last me longer so that I'm not constantly going back and buying those things again, right? Um, so I'll go spend an extra $20, $40, $60 on something that I know is going to last longer, right? Um, and so that's one thing that I kind of like to talk about as we move forward with this. Like, There's a lot of agents out there. I mean, let's be real. Let's talk about this because there's a lot of agents out there that um, they'll they'll list your house for four percent, four and a half percent, sometimes even less than that. Um, and then there's others that will charge five and a half, six, six and a half, seven percent. Um, so why such the big difference? Well, I think that goes back to exactly what I just said. Uh, you get what you pay for. Um, and what I mean by that is um, usually, um, a lot of the, the the people that use the agents that are paying the six and a half six percent um, to an agent listing their house, they come to find out that that experience for them was a lot smoother and a lot better um, than it was previously if they used someone that charged less. Um, and why is that? You know, why why is it that um, somebody can charge less and they can provide um, or essentially to the naked eye do the exact same things that the other agent is doing, right? Well, I, I think there's a couple things that come along with that, and let me speak into it. Um, first of all, if someone is willing to list your house uh, with a less uh, commission rate, right, um, what's that say about, I want you to think about this, what does that say about what they're going to negotiate and their negotiating skills for when they're going to negotiate the purchase price on your house? 
think about that for a minute. Like, are, are they going to be someone that's going to go to bat for you and that's going to fight for you? Um, and that's going to take a stand for you, uh, when things come in and when things are being negotiated. Um, I don't know, that's for you to decide and for you to, to think about, but that, I think that's a good question to ask. Um, I think another question to ask is simply this, um, why don't they believe in the value that they provide? Like they only believe that they're worth 4%. Um, okay. So why aren't they worth 6%? Um, like some of these other agents and what some of these other agents are doing. I think there comes, um, an opportunity, uh, for you to ask that question of, you know, why do you believe that your value is only worth 4% or four and a half percent? Um, because at the end of the day, um, again, we're going to get into this because what do you actually do, right? Like I won't take a listing at the end of the day, um, less than 6%, um, unless you're like one of my close family members or, um, or something in the case where I'm representing you as the seller and the buyer, and I'm maybe going to five and a half percent to save you a percentage, uh, half a percentage there. I don't really go less than that. Um, and the reason being is I believe in the value that I provide. Um, now again, I want to explain something because first off, before we can even get any further into this, uh, discussion is I think that there's a lot of people that don't understand the commission, uh, structure to begin with. Um, so let me break it down for you. First of all, um, it's not us, the listing agent. When I say us, when the listing agent goes in and they get a listing and let's say that listing in this case is 6%, um, the listing agent is not making 6% off the purchase price of the sale. I think there's a lot of confusion out there, um, with, with homeowners and stuff where they think that we pocket that 6%. We don't, unfortunately, that'd be nice but we don't. Um, the reason why we charge 6% or at least why I charge 6% is because I know that I'm going to have to go pay out 2.4 to 3% to that buyer's agent that brings a buyer to the house. So right away, when we get together on the contract and there's another buyer that comes, uh, with an agent to the house, I'm paying out that buyer's agent 2.4% to 3%, depending on what the agreement is there. Um, and so half of that commission already is gone immediately gone, just gone. It's paid out to the buyer's agent. So that's how a buyer's agent gets paid, right? So there's a lot of confusion sometimes with, um, even if you're a buyer and you're like, wait, what do we owe you, you know, to represent us or whatever? You don't owe them anything because the seller is the one who's paying the services of the buyer's agent. So that's how the buyer's agent gets paid is out of that commission. So let me back up now to that 6%, right? So if half of that is already gone, then the other half goes to the listing agent, right? The listing agent spends the marketing dollars for certain things to market and advertise the property. Um, and so here's the other thing that a lot of people don't understand is before we even get into the putting your house onto the market, we're already in the red. And what I mean by that is the seller hasn't paid us anything because we haven't put together a contract and closed on the house yet. So we don't see any of the funds yet there. Um, and we're already in the red. Um, for most of us, we pay for someone to come out and measure the house. We pay for someone to come do pictures. We pay for marketing online. Um, and we pay for some of these other things, especially if you're in a luxury collection. Um, there's some drone photography, videography, some things that are done there. Um, so there's a lot of us that we could potentially be in 500 to $1,500, um, of advertising and marketing dollars prior to even getting your house onto the market. So we're already taking the risk of putting some skin in the game and our money up front, uh, with our clients to get that house on the market. So again, 
that's not the 6%, right? Like that's still going to be coming out of our commission check to make that up at the end. So then that's the 3% that this listing agent is now making. And out of that listing, he's already paying for those services that he's got to reimburse himself for, right? And then there's a percentage that goes to the broker that representing them. So in my case, Berkshire Hathaway is going to take a cut from my 3% um, to list that house. And then there's going to be other things that come out of that as well, um, which is like the transaction coordinator fees and the admin fees and different things like that. So at the end of the day, it's not even 3% that the listing agent is getting um, from the commission check at the end. They're actually getting more so probably to be more realistic, anywhere from two to two and a half percent of that purchase price, which again, at the end of the day is what keeps us going right and keeps us fueled for moving into the future. But then it moves into that question of what do you guys actually do, right? So like, what do you do? We get it that you're going to pay for some of these services, which every agent should be doing. Um, but what do you, what are you going to actually do um, to earn that two and a half percent? Well, first of all, um, I like to talk to people about, um, I utilize the resources and tools that I have. Um, and that is, I'm at the number one company in the nation in the Berkshire network um, for GCI and units closed. So what does that mean? Well, we've done the most uh, production basically from gross commission, um, gross commission income standpoint and units sold. Yes, in Omaha, Nebraska. I know that's hard to believe. Um, within the Berkshire network. And so um, what we do is there's over a thousand agents that are within our Berkshire Hathaway network here in Omaha. Um, so the first thing that we do is we either do a coming soon or we do a pocket listing, um, basically sharing and talking to the different agents um, in that network of what we have coming up. Now, sometimes, a lot of times, um, I should say, um, there's a lot of houses that won't even hit the market because we've talked to somebody within the network and they have a buyer that would be interested in that property. Um, and sometimes you're able to put together a deal uh, before that property even hits the market just by talking to people. Um, there's other times where uh, I have potentially a buyer or somebody on my team has a buyer and they match the criteria of a house that we're getting ready to list. And sometimes you're able to put together a deal uh, without even having to, to advertise it or market it or put it, but it's that network um, of, of people that you're able to utilize um, with that. Now, another thing is a part of the Berkshire network too that I like is there's a lot of incoming people that come to Omaha. And so it allows us to push stuff out even to um, even further to those people that are that are coming into Omaha to see uh, that listing. And then um, another big thing that I think uh, doesn't have a dollar amount on, but I think it proves itself as you go through the transaction. And I think a lot of my, my clients would um, confirm this is that um, it's very important to have an agent who is knowledgeable and experienced in their field. Um, because, and I've talked a lot about this before, right? Um, is the fact that when you're dealing with agents constantly, right? Like a big thing for me, I always say this, I'm like, never burn bridges with other agents because you're constantly doing business with them. Um, a big thing there is being able to have, because of the experience that I have in this industry and in this field is you start developing great relationships with other agents, not just within, um, the network and the company that we're with, but outside of that, with the other agents that are in town. And it's very important because as you uh, come to understand, and as you go through some of these things, there's a lot of times where, um, 
there's just some agents that are difficult to work with or some agents that just have no clue what they're doing. And it's scary, uh, to be honest with you. Um, there's been times where I've been, I've been in certain situations and I'm like, man, I feel sorry for the other party involved because this other agent has no clue what they're doing. Um, and again, that's not to knock on anybody. That's not to put anybody down, but I think it goes back to what I just said. And that is knowledge and experience. You can't put a price tag on that. And so it's important to have an agent that is experienced and knowledgeable about not just, um, the listing side of things and the buying side of things, but what's going on in the market. What are other offers look like coming in, in this price range? What are the other houses sitting on the market? Uh, right now during this time, you know, especially right now as we're in COVID-19 and we're dealing with some things here, like a lot of the questions that I get asked by some of my clients right now is, is now a good time to list or should we wait? Is now a good time to buy or should we wait? Um, Being able to have those answers readily and available to them is important. If you're an agent that is part-time or maybe does like five or six deals a year, um, that's could potentially be a problem because they don't have a feel of what actually is happening within the market. But if you have someone that's doing this on a daily basis, um, you will come to understand that that is something and an advantage to you that you will have moving forward um, is someone that sees this industry in day in and day out and knows exactly what's going on in the market. I know exactly what's going on in certain price ranges in our market right now, today, at this very hour. Um, I know what's going to be going on tomorrow because I'm going to be researching that and looking at those things and we're going to be in it, right? We're going to be out with clients. We're going to be out with buyers and sellers, and we're going to be seeing those trends and those things happening. It's important to have somebody that knows what's going on in the market and in the current industry. Um, so knowledge and experience, I know there's not a price tag on that, but I think it's very important as you think about the agent that you're going to be using, um, as you embark on that journey uh, with yourself or you and your wife or whoever it is um, to, to make sure that you're getting someone that knows exactly what's happening um, right now, today in the current market and the situation um, because you won't regret it later. You might regret getting someone later that uh, is maybe a part-time agent or someone that doesn't do a whole lot of deals that has no knowledge or clue uh, what exactly is going on. And then in turn, doesn't net you the most money or get you the best deal because they didn't know what was going on. Um, so that breaks my heart sometimes when I hear those stories. Um, that's the other thing, uh, that I wanted to move into too, is a lot of people think that it's negotiation is just with price. And unfortunately, um, and the truth of the matter is, is negotiation is just the begin. The price is just the negotiation in the beginning of, uh, negotiating throughout the entire process, um, and contract. And when you think about it, like there's so many other things that um, that help to basically uh, that you need to know as a client going through um, some transactions as it relates to negotiation. Another big negotiating thing, um, obviously, is um, besides price, is going to be you know what are the other things included with the house? You know, like what appliances are going to be included with that? Um, are there certain things that come along with the house that the buyer wants that the seller has available, or vice versa? Um, are there going to be, um, you know, think about inspection items, right? So like when an inspection's done, um, how do you know what to go negotiate? Like what's normal, what's not normal, what's too much to ask for, what, like 
again, that goes back to the knowledge and the experienced agent of knowing what it is exactly that you should be asking for to get fixed or that you should fight for uh, to get fixed or repaired throughout that process, right? So again, having someone in your corner to go negotiate those things for you, um, I think is very important. And I think something that some people just don't give a lot of thought to, um, but it's it's taking a stand firm, uh, a firm stance, should I say, on a lot of those things because um, some of those things are very important. And then there's other things that aren't. But how are you supposed to know that if you're the first time selling a house and you've got a buyer giving you a list of 20 different things that they want fixed? Are you just going to go fix all 20 things or are you going to you know, rely on your realtor to kind of walk you through that and negotiate those things that should or shouldn't be fixed? Um, so again, I think it's important to just know that there's other things other than price that we're doing or that we're negotiating, uh, throughout the process. Um, and so I think that's important. Uh, another thing is, um, providing you guys, our clients with a trusted network of professionals. And I think this is another thing again, that you can't put a price tag on, but is very important with who those people are that your realtor works with, right? So for example, I can just think of five or six different things that might come up that you might need a trusted professional for um, throughout the transaction. One, a lender. Two, a title company. Three, um, an inspector. Four, um, you've got a contractor for repairs, right? And some of those things. Um, Let's see here. Five, like when you get done, with like your closing, maybe it's uh, you need a security person or a locksmith or something like that to come help change out the locks. Like I could go on and on down this list of trusted professionals that you would want your uh, network to be connected to if you're an agent, but also if you're the client, because a lot of times you have no clue who these trusted people are or networks or resources or businesses are. And so you're going to rely heavily on your realtor to kind of walk you through that. I'll give you a perfect example. And this just happened recently. Um, and I, uh, I won't say her name over the air, although I'd like to, cause I appreciate her. Um, but we just got together, uh, on a deal probably about, I don't know, six months, eight months ago. Um, and I referred to her, uh, some contractors that did some work for her. She was like, Hey, you know, this fireplace is outdated and things like that. Um, we really want to get this wall situated for where we can, you know, have some people over and entertain our guests, but we just don't like the way this looks. Do you have someone that you could, um, recommend to us? And I recommended to them, um, some of the contractors that I trust and work with and, uh, that I actually used to work for, um, before I got into real estate. That's another, another story down the road. But, um, basically, uh, I got a text from her the other day and she posted all over, uh, social media. She just said, thank you, Ryan, so much for, uh, the work and uh, the referral that you gave us uh, recommending these contractors to us. She posted photos of before and after, and they were amazing and great. And those are the things that like make your heart just uh, smile. And uh, I, I commented below and I was like, man, this looks amazing. They did a great job. Awesome. But again, what does that do, right? Like that provides comfort, peace, trust uh, to your clients to be able to not only trust you through a real estate transaction, but to trust you with other networks that you have of professionals that are out there. Um, I can't tell you how often I'm referring out 
business to painters, electricians, you know, all those other people that come up throughout the transaction or after a transaction. Um, and I speak about this a lot too. I say, you guys, something you need to understand. And what I tell my clients all the time at the end of the, uh, at the end of the uh, transaction at the closing table, I said, you may have felt like you've you've got my value and uh, I provided value to you throughout the transaction, which I hope you you did and you felt. Um, but really, you're going to find out that my value, my true value will come to fruition when this contract is done, everything's signed, the closing's over with. And then you're three months, four months, six months, a year, two years, three years down the road, and you need someone to help with something around the house. Um, or you need a connection to somebody or whatever the case is like, I hope I'm that resource for you. And that's what I tell them. Like, I don't care if that's a resource for a pediatrician. I don't care if you need a doctor. I don't care if you need a surgeon or some of these other people, an attorney, um, is, is some more people that come to mind, but I can't tell you on a daily basis, how many people are reaching out to me and saying, Hey, do you know someone that does X, Y, Z, right? And I think that's important to think about when you are going to hire someone that isn't just your realtor, but they're a part of this trusted network of professionals for you. So at the end of the day, like, yes, it's a 6% fee that you're getting charged to list your house, right? And to have that realtor represent you. But that 6% should go a long ways and it should go someplace from not just the next 30 to 45 days through a transaction, but it should be for the rest of your life. And I hope, I hope and pray that my clients feel that value with me as they move forward uh, after the close and the sale of their house and they realize that they can trust me as it comes to some of these other things. Those are the things that are important. That's what's going to provide that value, right? So what do you actually do, right? Like that's the thing that I think most people need to understand is, Yes, are we professionals and are we knowledgeable and experienced throughout this transaction? And that's why you should use us and why we provide that value and what that should pay for right at the end of the day. But it goes above and beyond that. And, and that's the thing that I want to challenge my listeners with is um, I'm sure there's some people listening and there's other people out there because we hear these stories all the time with, you know, my my experience with my, my past realtor wasn't very good. And, and a lot of times it's because like, you know, I, I had them sit down with me at the listing table, we signed paperwork and then I never heard from them again. You know, though, those are the things that make me almost angry because it's like, you know, that person was in it for the transaction. That's it. They didn't care about the individual. They didn't care about their client's best interests, but that's why it's important to understand who the realtor is that's representing you, why they're representing you, and what their value is, right? And if their value is three and a half, four percent 4%, that should raise a red flag for you. Because at the end of the day, saving a couple hundred thousand, couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars on your commission, is it really worth it uh, when you come to find out that you had a horrible experience throughout the process and you didn't feel like someone was in your corner going to bat for you? At the end of the day, that's got to be your decision. But what I'm telling you is I would much rather pay a little bit more. Again, you get what you pay for. I would pay a little bit more to have somebody um, that is trustworthy, that walks in integrity, that's going to do the right thing, that's even going to advise me if I should walk away from a property to do that and is going to show me that they're not in it for the transaction, but they're in it for my best interests. Um, I want the agent that's going to be knowledgeable and experienced, that's not 
that's going to negotiate not just the price but other things throughout the transaction and that's going to provide me with a trusted network of professionals like that's the type of person that I'm going to want to work with you know at another another example and I'll leave you with this but um, as I was getting ready to prepare to um, invest in uh, a website for our team, and we just got this process started, we've got a new developer that is um, developing a whole new website for us from scratch. And I remember sitting down and, and looking at all the different bids that were out there, um, and they ranged anywhere from, gosh, twenty five hundred to you know thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars, right? And I remember at the end of the day, like already just taking the ones that were at the the low end of the the pool and throwing them away and pushing them off to the side because I was like I'm going to pay more I'm going to get what I pay for right I'm going to be willing and I'm willing to pay more to know that I'm going to get a better value going with these guys because they believe in their value and what they are charging for a reason now are there some people that were way over the top absolutely and I weeded some of those people out but I found the guy that I was like, this is my guy. I interviewed him. I talked with him. I felt very great with the direction and the promises that he had kept as far as and the experience that he had um, to put together something that I, I know at the end of the day is going to be something that we're going to be happy with. Um, but it took some investigation. It took some questions. It took some research um, to, to do that. And that's what I'm saying for you guys is at the end of the day, don't just go with somebody that your family member or whoever referred to you um, through that process, unless you know them really well. But if you don't know that person, like it's okay to start doing some research and investigating and finding out, okay, who's the best fit for us? Who's going to go to bat for us? Who's going to provide that value for us? Because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to want. That's what hopefully that you will get. Uh, I know that you will get with get that with us as you go through the Potter real estate group. Um, but in all of my clients, I, I would hope would vouch for that. Um, but again, at the end of the day, there's a lot of agents out there, right? A lot. And even in this time, I tell people like, there's not enough houses on the market for the amount of agents that are here in town. So somebody's not getting paid. Um, and I can say that that somebody's not us. Like we are busy. We're steady. Um, we're go getters. We get the job done. We walk in integrity and we do it right. Um, and I believe that is the reason why we continue to move forward and continue to progress and continue to be successful and why people continue to refer us, their friends, their family, their coworkers, and everybody else um, is because they see that value. Um, and so I just wanted to challenge you guys with that. I wanted to talk about that because that's a question that gets brought up a lot of times. So hopefully that answers that question of um, the 6% commission and what do we actually do? I'm sure there's things that I forgot about. Feel free to provide some feedback on that. But um, at the end of the day, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you again soon. Stay safe. As always, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Potter Podcast. To learn more about how you can connect with me, check out my website, potterpodcast.com. And there you can connect with me on my social media platforms. Until next time, stay hungry, work hard, dream big, and always stay humble. Talk to you soon.